0: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Get out of here. Get up. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league.
1: Where fantasy becomes reality.
0: Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. It's
1: Fantasy
2: Baseball Today. It is playoff time. And it's Chris Welsh, not Chris Towers, like Scott and Adam Azer tried to call me today. That is what happened. I was texting with Scott and you replied to me because you were replying to uh, Chris Towers. And then I literally got a call from Azer 45 minutes ago. I said, hello. And he said, you're not Chris Towers. And I said, no, I'm not in fact. (laughs) So this is Chris Welsh here on Monday edition, which I have not been joined as always by Scott White, whom is safe and sound currently on uh, the East Coast over in Florida, right?
0: Currently, yeah, it hasn't uh, it hasn't made its approach toward the coast of the US right now. Uh though, you know, doesn't sound like things are going very well in the Bahamas. Does not. Uh,
2: so you're bracing, but yeah, you're optimistic.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the like everybody's kind of relaxed over the weekend because I'll, you know, most of the models show it curving up kind of around the shape of Florida. Um but it's it's like It's still like that that small chance that it doesn't. And so it's like, all right, should we just behave like normally now? Should I bring in the patio furniture? Like what's going to happen? And, Mm. you know. Sounds like maybe you
2: should bring some stuff in. Just, you know, that's just silly old me over here in Arizona. We had rain coming up (laughs) and we're all like, ooh, better brace ourselves. And I was telling everybody, I'm like, "Mm, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Florida's dealing with a 200-mile-an-hour Category 5 that's going through the Bahamas. Let's all uh, gather up ourselves and we'll be okay. You guys be safe and bring in the patio furniture. That's the only advice I could possibly have for you.
0: Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. It's, It's like, you know. It's that small ch- and there's this like this one model that shows it crossing the state of Florida twice <laughs> and just like nobody really knows, but there's like more certainty now, but still nobody really knows, so I don't know it's it's uh it's it's been so slow moving like we expected to be kind of into it now, and we're not, and yeah, I mean with just everything up in the air right now,
2: the only thing we know is it is. Fantasy playoff time, though. You guys are safe. That's what counts. And it is fantasy playoff time. Most playoffs, you know, it's all here or there. I know some start later, some have already started, Rhoda, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? It is like major playoff run time. We were talking about it last week where Scott was like, Noah Sinigard might have cost me, but I think you might be okay. But let's get everybody set for this coming week. It's a huge, massive week as you guys are trying to uh, lock in to move forward, make some money, and we want to help you make all the right ads and drops that they are. So let's kick it right off on. Let's talk about some hitters. Who are we adding this week, Scott? I know you got your pickup week ahead column. Uh, We can probably dig from that, but uh, let's just get right into it. And Who does Scott White want to pick up for this coming playoff week?
0: I mean, let's start with the biggest pickup of all, the biggest news of all that uh, was kind of being reported by the most obscure sources. And then finally it came straight from the Dave Roberts' mouth, and that's Gavin Lux is coming up for the Dodgers to play, not just to take on an apprenticeship role. He is going to be in the lineup Monday at second base. Obviously Max Muncy I, I don't remember where he left off on the podcast but Max Muncy indeed has a fracture in his wrist it's not it's not a super significant fracture but he's on the IL right now I think it was like he was going to get a second opinion everyone was optimistic
2: and then yeah. literally the next day you know as people were listening yep. it was nope this is bad there's a there's a fracture in there he's going to the IL and and we you know you and I were kind of pushing like well maybe we'll get a day or two early the Dodgers didn't wait at all. I mean, they they're mm-hmm. you know, they didn't push it ahead one bit. We, we they didn't even call him up technically on September first. They're gonna no. call him up on Monday, September second. Yeah. As we'll talk about a few other September call ups, but yeah, Muncie out, Lux in at second base, Lux and Lux had just the most ridiculous minor league season, almost hit three fifty between two levels, the doubles, the homers. Yeah. I mean, he is he is everything that you want to buy into as far as like a playoff run pickup that you could possibly have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't promise he's going to be as good as Bo Bichette because Bo Bichette's been pretty ridiculous. But if you've been kicking yourself for missing out on Bo Bichette, I mean, there's a chance he's close to as impactful. And, like, so, So, like, don't repeat the mistakes of last time. Who cares if you need a shortstop or you don't? This is just potentially a great hitter. Uh, second base, I figure he's going to pick up eligibility there in short order. Now that they, they're, like, going to break the seal on him, I don't know why they want it just. Start him every day it's obviously encouraging to hear he'll be in the lineup the first day he's up they face a bunch of right-handed pitchers this week he bats left-handed so i imagine colorado man yeah yeah um not in colorado no i know but i'm just saying like playing colorado
2: is like i know it's not in colorado but it's still to me it's a it's a dream type of scenario you want to get outside of being in colorado let me get gavin
0: lux up against those colorado pitchers yep yep so it's and and when muncie comes back Assuming he comes back in a couple weeks, like there, there's still a place to play him. Jock Peterson's fallen out of favor. Bill Bellinger and outfield Muncie to first. If Gavin Lux is rolling, I, I think they'll just stick with him all the way to the World Series, where we all expect them to go. So
2: we had an interesting question pop up on Twitter before the show. Uh, Scott Wolf tweeted. He said, "Hey guys, to you and I." Start Mark Canna or Lux as my utility this week. Head-to-head categories with OBP, and here's what's interesting about this. Before you answer, is the most added player over the last week is Mark Canna, who has jumped has a 33 percent change. He's jumped up to 58 percent owned, but. Under most viewed, if you're looking over on CBS, Gavin Lux is the second most viewed player. So you kind of have, you know, Lux hasn't quite caught up to uh, the full on change of ads that uh, Mark Canna has, but everybody is in on Lux because of the call up right now. So OBP, this coming week, I'd even be curious outside of like a points or head to head or OBP, just overall, Lux or Canna for this coming week for you?
0: Well, as you know, I write an article. Uh, about the top 10 sleeper hitters for the upcoming week. Number one on that list is Mark Canna. Hmm. And if if Gavin Lux performs like Canna has over the past two months, it'll be a great success. Um, so I don't know why you want to just start Canna, if that's the case. He has, you know, Lux's matchups are good. Canna's may even be better. So yeah, I would if it was if it came down to a choice of food to start, I would go Canada over Lux. Lux is third on that list. I have JD Davis second. So those are three potential pickups right there. But if you're talking about I can only afford to roster one of these guys, I'm picking up Lux. There's the there's the the highest. Ceiling there in terms of potential impact. And so wait, wait, just... wait a minute.
2: You're you're starting Canna, but if you yeah. were to
0: own the three, you're owning Lux
2: over right. JD and Canna.
0: I am most concerned, particularly. Okay, so let's think this through. If you're in a league where Canna is unowned, unrostered, your competition has had plenty of chances to pick him up by now. They're clearly not paying attention or not interested.
2: Okay, Gavin
0: okay. Lux. It's now you have to pick him up for fear of him falling into the wrong hands and destroying <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> that's a good narrative. I'm sorry. Like, it's a really good narrative. I like it. It's like a superhero thing. Like, sure. Like, don't <laughs> let him fall into the wrong hands. Okay. I right. follow your logic. When you first said that, I was like, I'm not with you. Cause we're starting Canada, but we're picking up Lux to your point though. If the league in Canada is actually sitting out there, it's probably a hot hand league. And Lux is the hottest hand. And you know, like you've mentioned with multiple guys, even take an Aristides, you know, you don't want to miss out on the hot hand and, Can is probably not, you know, he's obviously not into everybody's mind where Lux is the most viewed, the most talked about Uh, tomorrow or as Monday as you guys are listening to this. You're all going to be talking about Gavin Lux and him starting. So, okay, so now I'm with the science that you were breaking down there. Thank you. Who else? Who else do you got as far as uh, excitement? You listed the top three. J.D. Davis Mm -hmm. is on there, Canna and Lux. Does anybody else jump out? And I got a few that I'm going to do some who'd you rathers, but you got any other guys that are important to uh, let everybody know
0: about? Well, I'm looking at the ones who are actually trending, and it's not an inspiring group beyond those. Um, I actually, fourth on that list for me in terms of, hitters i like this week is nick solak who continues to start for the rangers he's only 18 percent owned good on base skills been getting multi-hit games left and right it seems so he's another guy if you need middle infield help And obviously if you miss out on lux then solak i think is a good fallback option
2: okay um how about a couple of these guys we, we talked about some of these names last week and let's just like re-engage back on them we've got kevin newman who's been hitting very well and he jumped up he was the fourth most viewed player over on um on CBS people were locked into him and I believe I'm trying to find him he was up pretty high on the ad oh yeah it's number 2 on the ad list up to 52% from 35 which was a 17% differential the second highest hitter the second highest overall guy versus how about a couple of these guys and you know the numbers are are low enough that even if they're 20 or 30 percent own difference i think you can pair them out harrison bader who's hitting 33 3, uh 333 12 for 36 with nine rbis and 12 games since being recalled from triple a and how about seth brown who you were dropping some claims on hitting uh pretty good has not been going up against lefties three of his next six games against lefties, so I don't know if you have to pair them against each other but you know on the uh pickup o meter how excited are you on Newman Bader or Brown
0: so Brown is eh, he's one for three starting against lefties including sitting out to the last three games so yeah that's a problem that's a problem and it was only really deeper leagues that I was going after him especially Uh, a weekly
2: league format like this would be a Bad week to get down with that. Yeah. With three of the six being
0: lefties. Yeah. So Brown versus. You know, my favorite is probably uh, Kevin Newman. I don't think there's. He, he's he had an incredible week, so you can understand why people are picking him up. He scored like forty points, um, and you know, obviously his roto impact was significant. If you're scoring forty points as well, uh, but I just don't like. He makes weak contact, very little power. It's going to hit for average. This stolen base contribution is is hard to predict and kind of moderate. So I just don't think there's enough upside. Like considering his ownership is up to fifty three percent now, which isn't terribly high, but Can is fifty eight. You know, Gavin Lux is forty eight. Like that, it seems out of sorts there that Newman would be in that. What do you same think? That's range. about.
2: You think it's just about the hot week that sparked? I mean, seventeen percent differential in pickup. That's pretty dramatic. I mean, Canis was over 30%, but like, why would new, I mean, I feel like we've kind of just talked about week. this before. Just a big week. Just yeah. simply the big week.
0: Just a big week. That's, that's what I would assume. Yeah. I'm,
2: do you think it could be um, at all maybe a testament to people really trying to find replacements? Even though we talk so much about middle infield and shortstop and second base, do you think it's maybe people desperately trying to find replacements in that position? Or do you think the position is still deep enough that this is purely just, it's a big week, everyone's picking them up. I'm just shocked they're picking them up over Canna or even Lux, frankly, knowing that Lux was about to come up.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think as, by and large, people who play fantasy baseball are very reactive. That's really, that's what I think it is. Because if, if you were looking to fill the middle middle infield need, there there are plenty of guys we've been suggesting. Um, and who have we lost recently up the middle at shortstop?
2: That's pretty. Uh, it's pretty minimal.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, when lost, you say
2: recent, that's minimal.
0: We, we lost Tatis a few weeks ago. Carlos Correa a couple weeks ago. I
2: was thinking Correa. I'm trying to think of anybody
0: else. Not that springs to mind for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, even fact, lack of performance. We just got Alberto Mondesi back.
2: Yeah, even lack of performance. I'm trying to think of anybody. I I just think it's it's it, you know what does it fully uh, what, what does it fully tell us at the end of the day? Probably nothing. But to your point, Kevin Newman being owned in the same range as Canna and Lux, it's not in the same ballpark. Um, did you mention on Harrison Bader? Does Harrison Bader have any interest for you if um, you're trying to fill the even a five outfield? No. Uh...
0: I just think most people can do better. I'm I'm not saying he's terrible, but like I'd rather have Jake Cave, I think, with the Twins going up against a bunch of righties this week, than uh, uh, than Bader and Cave is less than ten percent owned.
2: Yeah, I picked up Cave actually in a in a keeper league over uh, options of guys like Bader and Seth Brown. That was a pickup that I did. What about a, a couple more here? This is on the lower end um, ish. Dexter Fowler, Kevin Biggio, Anthony Santander. What do you think? Any, where's the interest? Santander has been pretty good of recent.
0: Yeah. I mean, Santander had an awesome week too. really began with a five hit game and he's, he had a bunch of home runs after that. And I think he's, I think he's solid. I think he's solid. It, it was weird because he basically did nothing at AAA a this year. And it's, you know, obviously everybody's killing it at triple a. That's what been one of the big narratives. This year. Um, but, I mean, the strikeout rate is low. The quality of contact seems to more or less support what he's doing. Uh, you know, when he's at his hottest, the numbers are maybe a little inflated like right now. But I, I think he's fine. I think you could do a lot worse than him. And uh, I would be okay if he had to be a fixture in my lineup. What about this?
2: Way. What about this? And, and this is, these are high percentage differences here. But take Santander and put him up against a guy like Casey Golden if or Sam Hilliard I'm sorry another it was another Colorado Rocky guy Sam Hilliard who if you want to talk about you know AAA performances lifting up in his last five games Hilliard has two Homers hits in four of those five. I mean, there's five RBIs in there, very, very short stint, but you're going to get games in Colorado. Would you consider Hilliard a guy that you would want over Santander, or is the consistency of what you've known better than the risk of what you could have?
0: I got to be careful to kind of bottle my enthusiasm for Hilliard here uh, for the audience. Because <laughs> I... Uh, look, I was I play in some deep dynasty leagues, and I was picking up hilliard and all of them like i'm excited about his dynasty potential colorado there's power speed there um and he was available because he wasn't like some you know like uh high-end prospect coming into the season but at the same time i mean if you're thinking week to week trying to lock up a championship i'd rather take the stability of sin Tendere when you know, there's questions about Hill- hilliard's playing time his contact ability um yeah, I mean he he's going to need more than just four games to uh, to win me over, given the downs, the potential downsides therein. But you're excited. Yeah, I mean it's in in the right context, like dynasty league. I got nothing to lose. I'm just looking for upside. I'm picking up Sam Hilliard, but
2: you pick up Hilliard over have... a guy like Dexter Fowler or even maybe Biggio. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Uh. Well, Biggio. Biggio I still think Biggio could have a bright future. So I'm not, and I think he's a safer long term investment than somebody like Hilliard. But like Hilliard, I just, you know, because I play in these deep leagues, I get excited about like the out of nowhere guy um, that I can get for very easily. And, and, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times it works out and he becomes something great. A lot of times it doesn't too, but, you know. He's a big old. A he's a big old physical presence. Big old,
2: close yeah. to six foot five, two hundred twenty plus pounds. He was out here in the fall league recently. Physically, um, he's very, very impressive. Swing is always a bit of a wrench, but power speed combo. That's why he's fun. But you always want to temper your expectations when you're trying to have too much fun when it's playoff time. Let's take a little quick break here. When we come back, it's time to talk pitchers to add. By the way, there was a pitcher that did something amazing. We haven't even talked about it because it's playoff time, and we got to talk about the pitchers and hitters to add, but we will talk about that September call-ups and all the rest. Break time right here on Fantasy Baseball Today.
1: eligible items only, exclusions apply.
2: All right, Scott, let's talk about some pitchers to add here. I got a couple names for you, and then you please throw any pitchers that we're looking at. Add. We did talk in the last episode about two starts. Feel free if you want to rehash any of those, but here's three for you. We got Homer Bailey, who went five and two-third, gave up two earned runs, struck out nine, did have two homers allowed uh, at New York on Saturday. He's got not good starts. It looks like it's coming. Or no, he's got Detroit this week. So that actually might not be too bad. We got Sean Manaya who came back. We had been talking about Manaya. I'm excited about this one because this was kind of one of those examples of a pitcher that I would tell people to take a little break on, take a step back. Don't start them in the first start. Yet Manaya comes out under 50% owned, goes five, one hit, strikes out five at New York on Sunday. He's also got Detroit next week. And then how about Danny Duffy? Danny Duffy has got Miami this coming week. He went six and one third, three earned runs, three strikeouts against Baltimore on Sunday. So, are we adding Bailey? Are we adding Manaya? Are we adding Danny Duffy?
0: I think Mania is worth adding. Now he did run out of gas. His his average fastball velocity uh, ended up being like a mile per hour lower since the last time we saw him. Which, you know, based on some of the reports we were hearing out of the miners, it could have been worse. And it started out. Good. I mean, he even said he was gassed by the end of five.
1: So, As you would uh, expect. Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, coming back from a long absence surgery, you know, he got plenty of rehab starts, but still um, not quite the same. But, I, you know, between that and the, the way he was dominating on that rehab is I mean, I think it's it's time to take a flyer on him. Now, it's not totally clear how the athletics uh, rotation plays out from here. So that's you know you're gonna have to kind of it's going to be touch and go for a while there in terms of when you can actually use Minaya. but i think there's a chance he's he's a pretty uh pretty good option for you in september
2: something to uh maybe speculate on that maybe i can i can pin you down to a, which direction are you going one of the points of where does where do they fully go with their rotation how about Jesus Lazardo who on August 30th he had his last start in aAA went six struck out 10 gave up one mm-hmm. earned run, walked no batters, which was great cuz his last uh his previous 3 he had kind of risen in the walks from 1 to 2 to 3. Lazardo's somebody that I have not heard news on a September call up. He could throw a wrench into the um into the A's rotation. Would you feel safer with Manaya even though you know the gas went down and you don't know where they sit with him or speculating on, on Lazardo, who very well in my eyes could be up this week for. I mean, if they want to keep the rotation, he
0: could be starting this week. He could be. I have not seen, and I think we'd know by now. I mean, I don't think this is something terribly secretive uh, whether or not he was added to the 40 man roster, Luzardo, by September 1st, which uh, there's like to be eligible for postseason play, they have to be added by that date. But it doesn't and mean they wouldn't
2: if, bring him up. Just, I mean, just well, pointing why, out.
0: If you're unwilling to use him in the postseason, why bring him up at all? I mean, you're already Well, because he can help okay. you win
2: games to get there now. I mean, I think that right. would be part of it. I'm
0: saying, like, if you're not so invested in winning that you're willing to keep him around for the postseason, why are you— But you know what? There's a loophole anyway that's, you know, if they lose somebody to injury that, you know, I, I don't know the exact terms of it, but there's— a way where somebody could get hurt and make yeah. it out a guy that way. My and,
2: my logic has been he's missed so many innings and, and I know this is I, I keep harping on this stuff, but the A's still have those two roster spots in the Arizona Fall League. I've kind of thought they could bring him up. He and I'm looking right now on the forty man roster. He is not on um the forty man roster as right. I'm seeing it right now. So that tells you that. But you come in, you have him, you know, get, get two or three starts out of him. He helps you win games now, but you also know that he's going to be capped. So you don't want to put postseason arms on him and they send him out to the fall league and he can play, you know, he can pitch two or three innings in the Arizona fall league during that time. Cause they know they don't want to press him. That, that's just like me trying to create maybe a narrative around why they didn't do it. Clearly he's going, he's got to yeah. come up. He's been fantastic. I guess the question is, you seem to have a bigger question. Cause he's not on the 40 man that he even comes up and pitches games for them because why? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, that's you, you say capped with the innings. Like if, I I wouldn't assume there is no cap on innings because of all the time he's missed. Like they want to get as many in give him as many innings as he can, so that it's not an issue as much of an issue next year. Uh, what kind of increase he's looking at? So that would be my assumption. But uh, I mean, I'm just guessing. We're we're both just guessing. Yeah, we're both just guessing. So I mean, I think I'm discouraged. I'm discouraged by the lack of addition to the 40 man roster, but it's not over yet. I would not be dropping Luzardo based on that. I still think he could be. A big help down the stretch. If I'm if it's between him and Mania, I'm probably taking the bird in the hand at that point. But my pitching needs are so great across the board that I feel like I can afford to roster both and there's somebody there's some junkie pitcher on my roster I could drop instead.
2: Like a Danny Duffy? You drop Danny Duffy to hold the Sardo? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) What about Homer Bailey? Did I mean we kinda did we even hit on him? No. We haven't,
0: and he's been He's been really good of late. He's, uh, we find the exact stat here.
2: He's got, just while you're doing that, 5-2 and two, uh, with a 5-2-6 ERA, 47 strikeouts in 49 and two-thirds inning. That's, his, I believe, his last two. He had two really bad ones in Houston and Chicago, but the other, his last seven have been pretty solid.
0: Yeah, and seven-plus strikeouts in three of four. The splitter's really been working for him. And just the success the A's have had with these retread pitchers. Uh, you know he's kind of flashed potential with the splitter off and on, all year with the Royals too. So I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's onto something. But yeah, you know, if 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 it came down to it, I'd rather own Luzardo or Manaya.
1: The
2: A's are like that uncle that you have that's just like ah, bring over that old dishwasher that doesn't work, and then all of a sudden he's turned it into just like you know some jet engine motor with wheels, and he's driving it around like the what the yeah. A's do with the garbage that's around the league is nothing short of incredible. And they really should be acknowledged for it.
0: Well, the garbage around the league and their garbage in their own system.
2: <laughs> and it, yeah, and their stadium I too. mean,
0: Seth Brown wasn't a top 30 prospect for them. And now he's winning games for them as their left fielder.
2: They're pretty wild. What about, uh, do you have any other pitchers that jump to mind that you want people to know about? Again, I mean, we talked, you know, the, the two starts last week. I don't know if there's relevance for you to want to hit, but who are you adding as far as pitchers go for this playoff week?
0: So, yeah, we talked about some of the two-start sleepers, and, and that list has shrunk. Dwindled. Shrank has shrunk. Um, yeah, with with some of the, the rotation tweaks that happened around the league over the weekend. Um, but I still think, you know, Mike Montgomery still looks like a good option. I was right about it being Montgomery. You yeah, know? you were. Jake Junis, so go me. <laughs>
2: uh, when, when, one for Scott, zero for Welsh. So I like it.
0: <laughs> and who was the other guy? So it was uh, Mike Montgomery and Trevor Richards. Um, not official for Tuesday, but that's when he lines up to go. And I don't see why they'd skip him after the way that last start went. So I think he's still a decent option. If you're looking for 2 start guys, I'm not big on the one-start streamer thing because I feel like like if you're just settling for one start anyway, the pitchers you already have because obviously you've been trying to keep your rotation strong anyway are better than any any like streamer off the waiver wire. So that's kind of my general philosophy with that. Um but in terms of pitchers who you could who may have upside down the stretch, uh well Adrian Hauser's still going to be a two-start guy. And a couple. You know, uh, not, by the way,
2: the the sorry, let me pitch off. the The top three most added pitchers are Anthony Desclafani, who's up to sixty six percent. Sean Manaya yeah. is up to fifty, and then Sandy Alcantara
0: up to yeah, forty four. And, and Desclafani and Alcantara are two start pitchers as well. Um, Desclafani would be my preference there. I don't think Alcantara is a bad choice for points leagues, but the fact he's the Marlins never win games for him is a problem. Adrian Hauser. I mean, none of these are super like, I'm I'm really that excited about their upside, which is why it makes it so easy to pick up Manaya and Luzardo. But, you know, you may not have that option and you may just have to try and make the most of a bad situation. And I think all three of those guys are usable in a two start week.
2: And there was the, uh, uh, the, everyone take a shot for the drinking game I said uh, Alcantara instead of Alcantara for whatever reason for whatever reason I decided to do that
0: that's what oh happened. I think right oh, I think it's Alcantara I always thought it was uh, Alcantara but okay. I feel it wasn't the, remember the Cubs infielder whose na- first I can't remember the Arismendi I think right, he yeah. I think he was Alcantara Alcantara like, yeah. he had a different emphasis. Yeah, it's no like contact.
2: spelled the same, but literally can yeah. be said two different ways. That's what's so fun about it. Um, Hey, one of those one-start pitchers that can do you good, a guy named Justin Verlander, had his third no-hitter. His third no-hitter. You heard me right. On Sunday, his second no-hitter against the Blue Jays. Boy, do the Blue Jays want him to go away. Went nine, walked one, struck out 14. So he didn't have one of those little cheap ones. He had one of those pretty ones, through 79 strikes, 120 total pitches. He has been incredible. And I was looking, because as soon as I saw it, I was like, who's number one? And the number one pitcher with the most no-hitters in baseball, as you would probably guess, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan, right. which I-, I was talking about this on In This League. Fascinating to me. Nolan Ryan spanned 18 years between all seven of them. He had, I believe it was in 1974, four if I want if uh, 1973 no 1973 was his first his last was 1991 like he's crazy number two (laughs) sandy koufax and number three justin verlander who's tied with a couple other people it's kind of harder to have that justin verlander is going to be sp5 in 2020 after you see games like that
0: right uh not (laughs) really relent relent I don't know. I mean, it just it it feels like a bigger roll of the dice on him. Like if you know, obviously he's been better than that this year. And roll of the dice over who though?
2: Outside of Scherzer, where's the roll of the dice? Let's say Cole goes to Anaheim, Sale is whatever Sale is, and Degrom. I think it's hard to make the case if Erlander isn't number two at this point. I mean, unless you just love Garrett Cole's skills and you don't. Nothing concerns you with him moving out of Houston, and you think Chris Sale returns to form? And I mean, Degrom is—I I guess I could give you Degrom as well. I mean, you make—where do you go? Like, I—I I think it's hard to make the case that he isn't too outside of
0: age. Well, it's all age. It's That's all age. it.
2: But he—but he—he's found the found how many, he's how the how found many, of youth.
0: <laughs> how many like ace-caliber pitchers have there been at age thirty-seven?
2: I mean, like, but how many Nolan McClendon? Ryans and
0: Sandy Koufax's have there been? Justin Freelander, well, you got to think about in that territory. Yeah. No, I, I have to apply the age discount when you get, really when you get beyond like 32, I start applying it. So you're getting all the way up to 37. I know. Yeah. Still five for you though? You going to do that? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not ready to commit <laughs>
2: to anything just yet. Okay. What can we commit to? Let's I, make some type of a commitment. Scherzer one. Is that a commitment? No. Okay. Okay. We'll make no commitment. Okay. What's our clump then? Let's just. We'll move on. But I need the clump. Who is the right. clump?
0: So Cole Scherzer, Verlander, DeGrom.
2: Okay. And I, I'm good with that. And say, I think I think you're right. I think Sale is out of that right now. I don't I think, think you can make, you can
0: make, a, make a case more than Sale. I think Bieber might be in the five. Maybe he's a clear fifth, but... Really? Yeah, you don't like that? I, I
2: well, How I view that clump is I have to be able to make the case that they could be the number one pitcher. And I can't make the case that Bieber, I would take Bieber over Scherzer or Verlander or especially DeGrom, where I think... I mean, I, I suppose you could start to make cases where you going to really take DeGrom over... Scherzer but I I think the four that you set have the biggest case for ones and twos more than Bieber would like Bieber seems like uh, he's number five he's easily number five I'm with you but he doesn't make the case to be the number three or two
0: I mean what makes it difficult is they're just not making Verlanders and Scherzers anymore like they've kind of gotten grandfathered into this old style of pitching which is great for now but that just means we have to keep relying on them to defy father time. And it it gets riskier with each passing year. I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong. It's just you have to to decide what you're most afraid of. Father time is pretty high on the list for me. Mm, That's very well said. All right,
2: quick break. When we come back, let's talk September call-ups. Injuries and news and notes, there's a lot of that. And then we're going to get through some more added and more stuff. So fantasy baseball today, quick break right here.
1: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at hyundaiusa.com call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the new Balance fuel cell 4040V7 is a versatile option. The 4040V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. September call ups are in. We've
2: talked about a few of them. You've got Gavin Lux with the Max Muncie stuff. Made a few notes on uh, on a few of these others. Nate Lowe, we're very excited. He's back. Homered against Cleveland on Sunday. Those are things we want to see. But something I I personally didn't want to see, though I can easily step away from it, was Bruce Dar Gratterall with the Minnesota Twins, who I love, was brought up, but he's brought up in a bullpen role. I always have this slight little fear with pitchers like him. The same pitcher like A.J. Puck when they say, ah, we're just going to bring him up, you know, for them to provide some production in the bullpen. But I'm afraid you start to get them in there. They see how good they are and it becomes the Josh haters of the world. And he's just a guy I don't want to see in that role. But there's little to no fantasy value for the people that are speculating on
0: Dar because he's going to be in the bullpen, right? Yes. And I'm not that worried about this being a long term development for him. Um I could be wrong. I just I just feel like that, you know, it's just it's just clearly meant to be somebody to help with the playoff push in this capacity. And the plan is still for him to become a starter and hopefully a very good one. Clint Frazier was brought back up, um,
2: but he was really in this interesting role, Scott, where he played a couple innings and then the Yankees like, Purposely, they ha- I I read this thing where it was like if a hard-throwing pitcher was in in the six, they were bringing Mike Ford in, and Mike Ford came in. So really all I'm asking you, though, is do you have interest? Uh, I know it was like a weird just play on we're going to get Frazier for six innings, bring him out, and we're going to start pinch hitting. Are you interested in Clint Frazier for the rest of the season for any type of a run?
0: No, I'm not. Uh, I think the fact they went with and Cameron May, 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 been Mike Ford... Uh, I think I'm even forgetting somebody that was ahead of him in the pecking order when they were losing good players. I don't I don't have much hope in Clint Frazier having a big role.
2: Hashtag free Clint Frazier. Please just trade him next year. Uh, your boy is not necessarily a September call up your boy. Ty France, who hasn't particularly, I think, been great. Was no, good on yeah. Sunday. Uh, hit a pair of homers four RBIs against the Giants. Uh, make you feel a little bit better, a little bit better. Or yeah. we move away from Ty.
0: In that 2014 Dynasty League, I'm still open to dropping Rugneto Odor and installing France as my starter at second base as I compete for the title. You're still interested uh, or you have done? I, it didn't go through. I, I, lost, I lost my bid. What? Yeah. Yep.
2: How? You didn't bid all the monies?
0: Well, it's this interesting uh, dichotomy where you, what, the amount you bid on the player becomes his salary. Oh. That then it factors into keeper decisions. Oh. So you don't want to bid too much if it's somebody you're trying to keep for the long haul. It's not just about winning him. So you got to balance that. How much do I want him on my roster? How how long do I want him on my roster, you know? That's an interesting take. So
2: yeah, you wanted to keep him at 2 bucks. You didn't want him right. too much higher than that. Right. All right, now here's one that as we are recording this, this is Sunday night for everybody. Here is one that is planned that i've read but did not happen and there was definitely a little bit of fervor about it kyle tucker kyle tucker did not officially get the call and i do believe that uh, after their game they had mentioned that on monday they have a few more call-ups they plan to make they didn't mention anybody anybody by name but the presumption is kyle tucker is coming up on monday so talk to me about whatever excitement there could be. I've speculated you and I did this last week where I'm so discouraged with Kyle Tucker because I felt like, you know, if they were going to make room for this guy to play every day, they would have already done it with the first base stuff. I feel like they've got enough guys out there. Abraham Toro has been pretty solid as of recent. He's getting better. I just don't see a path where the Astros, even calling him up are going to play him every day. So even though he's an exciting talent to pick up, that could help fantasy teams. I just don't know if he's—I think he's going to be fool's gold, essentially, at this point.
1: I
0: There's not really—I don't think they're comfortable with him playing first base yet. He's gotten a little exposure there, and uh, Jeff Luno, the Astros GM, already said that both he and Alvarez would get a lot of time working at first base this offseason because they're hoping that one of them gets comfortable enough there uh, to be to be an option. Um, but I, I still think Tucker has a path in right field with Josh Reddick. I mean, Josh Reddick's been a zero-war player this year, and that's according to baseball reference. Fan might be different, but it's been a zero for them, and it's been especially bad in the second half. So uh, see what they have in Tucker. Like, they're not losing the division. I, I guess they technically could, but it's it's probably not going to happen. So see what they have in Tucker. I mean, he might be a better option for them in the playoffs. That's my hope. Uh, it seems like that's what the Dodgers are doing with Lux. Who knows if that's the route they would have gone if Muncie hadn't gotten hurt. But regardless, that is what they're doing. And hopefully, I, you know,
2: what's your the level 40 of pick up situation?
0: On him, Tucker's already on the forty-man because we saw him in the majors last year, so that's not even factoring into this. They could call him up anytime they want in September, and he'll still be eligible for the postseason. So,
2: what's your excitement though on picking him up? Like, what if you were pairing him against a guy like uh, CJ Crone, who's fifty-three percent owned? You know, I mean, are you going to speculate on a guy like Tucker, um, in um, in respect of
0: Crone, or you know, I mean, are it you it depends with me? if it's, it depends if it's a guy you need to start right away or not. If it's just for a bench spot, then Tucker. Obviously, if it's an out, if you need an outfielder more than Tucker, than Tucker, not then Tucker. Wait, either way, it's than. Oh, what I what I said sounded confusing. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Tucker. If you need an outfielder more. Then obviously he's the guy to pick up. I know, like, five outfielder leagues, outfield gets pretty, pretty, pretty stretched, stretched pretty thin. Tucker's up to 49%
2: owned on CBS right now, where we were talking about Krohn, who's 53%. So I think legitimately might be something that people are staring at. But. You seem, to have, you seem to have interest in making the speculative ad, so anybody that happens to be catching the pod nice and early, you might have an opportunity to pick up Tucker before the news even drops if he's still sitting out there, if you believe, which, again, it makes sense. By the way, it should be like a rotoware wear t-shirt. It should be like, Josh Reddick, a zero, <laughs> and then just put like a little war next to it. If it, all of that makes sense, I just don't know that the Astros want or are looking to make total sense with Kyle Tucker because this has been stalled so much. So that's where my question is. But... He's going to be the big hot topic that people are going to be concerned about because the we're going to be in a post-lux world, and this is the pre-Kyle Tucker world that everybody is going to be staring at. Uh, injuries, news, and notes. Blake Snell's hoping to return in a couple of weeks. Going to probably do little for most people in their fantasy teams. Now, this one is interesting. I want to get your take on how you would pair these guys out. Luis Urias uh, is going to rejoin the Dodgers on Tuesday. Arias. Urias. Right? Uh, Arias. I, I did the pronunciation thing online. I was talking to Azer about it because this this one between uh, Julio, Luis, and Arias has been a crutch. And I went and I did the pronunciation thing online and it was Urias. But I'll go with what you say. Uh, I'll go with what you say. It's the drinking game of the Welsh and the mispronunciation. What says have Scott to White? I
0: disagree with your detective work there. Okay. What say you?
2: Arias. Arias. That's what baseball references. Perfect. Perfect. Arias is going to rejoin the Dodgers on Tuesday. (laughs) His role is not certain. Ross Stripling started in Arizona on Sunday, and then Dustin May left after being hit in the head, which was like a scary moment, hit in the head by a comebacker. So who do you want to own in this messy Dodgers non-committed starting rotation, if any?
0: see you wrote out a little pronunciation thing there, too. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm a dummy, so don't listen to me.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. You can make me second-guess myself. Don't second-guess you. I'm not the
2: person to second-guess yourself. I'm the guy to talk to you about the thing.
0: I think the Dodgers have a bunch of forwarding pitchers, and we're going to spend all of September guessing who's going to do what. And Arias is one. Stripling is one. May is one. I don't know that any of them are worth pursuing. Okay, so
2: at the end of the day, it's one of those, whatever decision you make will probably end up being the wrong one, so maybe avoid it where you can. Ross Stripling yeah. is always interesting to me, but it just doesn't seem like he's going to be in a spot that's going to be trustworthy, and I'm not sure Dustin May gets that many starts moving forward.
0: I mean, I don't know what the plan is for Tony Gonsolin, who had another good start over the weekend, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's the most—he's a more reliable choice than— or most more trustworthy choice than any of these three. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right, so Tony Gonsolin over all of those
2: guys. Luke Weaver is expected to rejoin the Diamondbacks, but it looks like as a reliever, they've got some other options they're going with. That makes a lot of sense. We didn't talk about this one. Cleveland called up Jake Bowers. Bowers' interest? Eh? Eh? Nah. Okay. Easy enough for me. Keston here is going on the IL. Uh, Milwaukee recalled Travis Shaw. oh, uh, Craig Council said that Hero will play again this season, but he's going to miss some time. That says to me... He will not be relevant for any of you guys the rest of this year. Even, even, I mean, maybe it's going to be a ten day, but I worry the comeback is going to be uh, few and far between. So it's not a drop situation unless you're dealt with a bunch
0: of ILs. Would
2: you treat it any differently? You think he's a must keep, even if you're in an IL situation?
0: Uh, it's it's hard to put a, make a blanket statement on that, but I I don't think he's. Beyond dropping, if that's your best route to freeing up a roster spot, I'd rather not drop him, but it's justifiable. I mean, pretty much anything is justifiable these days. Sure. We're just trying to survive at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Says the man with a hurricane bearing down
2: on him. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, Edwin, E5, i like to call him. uh, He could be back later this week. Robinson Cano should be back on Tuesday. Johnny Cueto's going to return to the uh, Giants rotation within a week. Ooh, level of trust on Cueto. That one's... uh, That that one's... Trust? I I can't... Yeah, I mean, I can't start him without seeing him more. Yeah, I don't think...
0: I don't think trust is the right word to use. Um, Maybe interest. I, I mean, pitching being what it is, I could get interested in anybody who has shown upside in the past. Okay. Behind Mania and Luzardo, but you know, ahead of probably like Alcantara, Sandy. That is. And uh, who else do we talk about? Uh, Uh, Hauser. Bailey. Uh, probably on e- equal footing with Hauser.
2: What about Mania? Do You said Mania. uh What about Bailey? Yeah,
0: mm, that's a good one. Probably equal footing there too. Just I know equal footing. That's not helpful at all. Uh, I, you know. If, Do not if, if start it, if him in was, his first If start. I was looking for impact from my bench, I would go Cueto over Bailey. Okay. Okay. If that's I was healthy. looking for help in my lineup right now, Bailey. Yeah, I don't trust Cueto in the, the,
2: that start. I I want to see more of no. it. Uh, Jason Kipnis, uh, Joey Boy, is dealing with wrist discomfort, so monitor that. Hugh Darvish was scratched with forearm tightness, but he's expected to make his next start at Milwaukee on Saturday, so... Uh, uh, you know, plan accordingly. Sean Doolittle is going to be eased back into the closers role, which I wish wasn't the case because I could use those saves right now. Uh, let's see. Ryan Zimmerman's back started and homered against Miami on Sunday. This was a good one. You mentioned it. Alberto Mondesi not only back, but went four for five with three steals against Baltimore on Sunday and helped push me into a playoff spot with those three steals because I think I walked in with three total steals and he
0: doubled me down. So good to see Mondesi yep. back. Yeah, good to see. Uh, Carlos- this is my preseason obsession, you know, at Alberto Mondesi.
2: Even in points? I feel like he's that—I mean, it, was it a points conversation or just an overall, like, I'm excited was about him? It overall. Mondesi.
0: I, I but, mean, obviously, it, you paid a much higher premium for him in Roto, and that's usually how the argument would centered. But, like, I, the discount was over-applied in points leagues, I felt like. So I was I was happy to get him there, too. Uh, did we mention Nate Lowe? I—, I we did. I see was in the notes. Okay. Yeah. yeah we did. Back... I mean,
2: if you have any other notes on him, he hit a homer. Uh, it's fantastic oh, to have him back.
0: Yes, I think there's a chance he could find decent playing time. I mean, the Rays have so many quarter infield options. Lower Tucker, the best one. Who? Lower Tucker.
2: Um... Nate Low or Kyle Tucker.
0: Uh, I mean, it depends. You know, it depends what position you are, but all things being equal, I think low.
2: Yeah, I, that's the best way to say it. All things being equal for me, it is definitely Nate low. Uh, Carrasco's back, but not fully in the rotation. Kepler's day to day, so monitor that. Tyler Glass now could be back later this week. Very dicey. We'll talk about that when we get later in the week. I'm dicey about that one. Uh, Javier Baez is day-to-day with a thumb injury. X-rays were negative. That's good. Yuli Guriel also day-to-day after, be hitting, after being hit on the elbow on Saturday, which could have Kyle Tucker implications. Mike is pitch hit on Sunday as everybody was uh, monitoring that. Mr. Scott White, do I have to start these guys? I have three names for you. These are highly owned players. Number one, Matt Boyd who gave up five but did strike out 11 um, against Minnesota. He has got Kansas City or Oakland next week. Trevor Bauer – oh, man, I really want to hear your take on Bauer – gave up six, struck (laughs) out five. He's got Philly or Arizona this coming week. Or Zach Wheeler, who went six, struck out four at Philly on Friday, but he's got
0: Washington this week. Do I got to start these guys? The one I'd be least likely to start is Wheeler because – Whatever's going on with him seems to be actually skills-related. He has now had, uh, I believe it's five straight starts with ten swinging strikes or fewer, which is just very uncharacteristic. Only 16 strikeouts in the
2: last 30 innings.
0: Yeah, so that may be surprise people that I pick him as the most worrisome because he hasn't been getting hit as hard as Bauer and Boyd.
2: Yeah, I was about to say because his name isn't Trevor Bauer, so that's what's surprising about it.
0: yeah. Um, Boyd. I mean, four home runs again in this. He's given up a ton of home runs lately. It's blowing up his ERA. And you know, he he's so dominant when he doesn't give up home runs that I feel like, uh, I mean, it's to to the degree I could say this about Boyd, but really it applies most to Bauer. Like, given that pitching and finding comp- well. Finding good pitching must l- much less finding competent pitching must much less good pitching this year has really been the story of the whole season, and obviously Bauer and Boyd, in their better stretches, have played a big role in getting you where they are, where you are. Um, it's not like you're going to find some miraculous Bo Bichette the pitching form off the waiver wire unless Luzardo suddenly gets called up and we know when he's going to start. I think that's your only hope of that. Yeah, that's a good point. So like I just feel like you don't have great alternatives. Yeah, you could stream somebody who's pretty scrubby and hope he gets lucky, but if you're hoping like I I'd, I'd still rather hope on the I'd still rather gamble on the pitcher who I know when he's right is going to actually like single-handedly win it for me. I mean, we've seen this with Bauer all year. Like he's a smart guy, he's good at assessing himself and he could go out and strike out 11 and seven innings next time. And like, I put my I put my trust in him to this point. If I do it again and it falls apart on me, like at least I lost starting my best player. That's, that's how I feel about it. You know, like I, I would, I would feel more upset the other way. I bench Bauer. He's great and whatever scrub I picked up off waivers lost it for me. That would feel worse to me.
2: Every single time. I 1,000% agree with that. It's uh, I can't sleep at night with that, the latter there, than the former, for sure. Uh, some studs being studs. Max Freed, three earned runs, but struck out 11, going six against Chicago on Friday. But he's had no more than six innings pitched since May 1st. He's got Washington this week. Jose Quintana... He was five and two thirds innings, struck out three against Milwaukee on Friday. Four starts before his previous start, by the way, he went four, gave up four, only struck out three. But the four starts before that, three and oh, with a one, three, eight ERA, 33 strikeouts in 26 innings. But he's at Milwaukee and his last two at Milwaukee have been bad. Just a couple others. Dakota Hudson, who we talked about, seven and two thirds, struck out eight, gave up four earned runs against Cincinnati on Saturday. He's got San Francisco this week and Julio Tehran, six innings. Two earned runs, four strikeouts against the White Sox on Sunday, and he has got Washington this week. Is there a stud you want to avoid?
0: Well, Freed, I think, is the only one who I would consider anything close to a stud. Maybe Quintana, but he's been really hard for me to figure out. Freed, I think, is just good, and he's had some bad luck this year. He had some bad luck in this start, Um, but, you know, he's good. He's ground balls. He's missed bats. I I think I'd pretty much roll with him. And Quintana has been reliable enough lately that even with a bad matchup, I think he'd be okay to use too. Tehran is the weirdest starter in baseball, um. So I I could I never consider him an automatic start. It's a tough matchup. I'd hope I could do better, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to say he's a sit because he's been very reliable of late. Hudson is oh man <laughs> uh, he's given up They gave up four home runs in this start he's given up four total earned runs in his last four starts. And he's grouped the best ground ball pitcher in baseball. His whip is through the root like he's just such a weird it's just a weird phenotype of pitcher here that we're dealing with and I feel like I, I feel like he's not good for preserving ratios in a in a categories league, but in any other context he's probably usable because the ground ball tendency is so strong.
2: Uh, How about some fringy starting pitching? We'll go part one. Steven Matz, who's 78% owned five innings, two earned runs, six strikeouts against Philly on Saturday. And he's got Philly this coming week. Zach, please Zach five, Gave up uh, four earned runs, struck out four against Tampa on Saturday. He's got the White Sox or Minnesota this week. Danellison Lamette went five, struck out ten with only two earned runs, but did have two homers allowed at San Francisco on Friday. He has got the Diamondbacks or Colorado this week. And then Anibal Sanchez, who went five, gave up two, struck out six against Miami on Friday. He has got the Mets. So Sanchez versus the Mets, Lamet versus, let's say, Arizona, act versus Chicago, or Mats versus Philly. Pick one of your fave
0: probably LaMette. I think he's the most skilled of these pitchers, which is, you know, that's getting to be a harder justification late in the year for starting a guy. But I don't think this is particularly tough competition. Matt's would be my second choice.
2: All right. Uh, some more fringies. We have got, let's see, we've already talked, well, we compare these. I'd be curious at where you're at with this. We've got Sean Mani who we talked about. He went five, struck out five against the Yankees on Sunday. Ronaldo Lopez, oh, went two-thirds of an inning, gave up six, zero strikeouts against Atlanta on Saturday. He's got Cleveland this week. Zach Eflin went seven, struck out three with one earned run against the, I guess he's got the Mets uh, that's coming up next. You got Pablo Lopez, who's got Kansas City this week. Brett Anderson, who has got the Angels. And how about Alex Young, who went four and one third, gave up two, struck out five against the Dodgers on Sunday. And he's got Cincinnati this week. So Young, Anderson, Lopez, Eflin, Lopez, Manaya. Pick your top two.
0: Manaya. And. Mm. Probably Lopez. It's a distant oh, number two. No. I don't like any. I don't like any of these other pitchers. Don't trust Eflin. Don't trust Means. You're probably rooting for Alex Young, right? I'm Diamondbacks kinda, homer that you are.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely a homer. I don't know. I think Eflin's been solid. Pop. Pa- I might. Bra- I might go with the other Lopez. I might rather go with Pablo Lopez and Ronaldo Lopez. Pablo's got Kansas City
0: this week. Did I say Ronaldo? I oh, thought I, I said Pablo.
2: Oh, you know what? Then I'm just hearing things. I, I thought you said Lopez, and then I just laughed because I realized there were two of them. Okay, no, then I'm with <laughs> okay. you. I thought you said Reynaldo. That's why I was so I, grossed out.
0: I may have just said Lopez. You're right. But yeah, Pablo is who I meant.
2: Okay, I'm with you on that one. Uh, Deep Leagues. We talked about Tony Gonsolin, who went five, struck out five at Arizona on Friday. He's got Colorado or San Francisco this week. We'll have to see. What if you paired him up against Colby Allard, who went five and two-thirds, gave up two earned runs, struck out four against Seattle on Friday, and he's got either the Yankees or Baltimore. Very two different matchups that you would (laughs) battle with. And then you got Logan Webb, who went five and two-thirds, struck out seven against San Diego on Saturday, and he's got the Cardinals or the Dodgers. So, Allard, Gonsolin, Webb. Does Gonsolin beat the other two still?
0: Uh yeah, he does. I mean, if if we're hedging on the matchups to the degree that we are, and maybe that makes sense in September. Certainly for the Dodgers' rotation, it makes sense. Gonsolin seems like the safest play there. Although I like, I like, uh, I like what Logan Webb's been doing. I think, if nothing else, he's convinced me that there's there's serious up. There's my there's um serious upsides probably over overstatement but there's definite upside adequate there. upside
2: uh, yeah Webb against the Cardinals or Allard against
0: Baltimore where would you go I'd go with Allard against Baltimore if we knew he was starting against Baltimore
2: yeah I just created a scenario he might be going up against the Yankees I I think versus the boy okay versus the Yankees or the Cardinals you go Webb or Allard I. So. probably
0: go web if Alex forced to face the
2: Yankees okay that's we're in agreement here a uh, couple more you got Brock Burke who went six gave up two struck out two against Seattle on Saturday he's got Baltimore this week uh, Steven Brault who we talked about six and one-third gave up one and run struck out five at Colorado on Sunday he has got St. Louis and how about Danny Duffy who went six and one-third struck out three against Baltimore on Sunday he has got Miami this week so we've got matchups of baltimore st louis or miami with some very very deep deep fringy pitchers burke brault or duffy
0: i am not particularly interested in any of these if you're forcing me to choose you're desperate scott you're desperate for
2: uh hail mary
0: i choose danny duffy
2: can you imagine saying that in the real world your hail mary is danny duffy but you gotta do it that's what you had to do right
0: it's it's blasphemous, but yes,
2: Danny Duffy. All right. Uh, final up bullpen here. Seth Lugo went two innings, struck out four against Philly on Saturday for his fourth save. Uh, all of that fun Edwin Diaz conversation we had during the week. Uh, you've got Josh Hader went one and two-thirds, struck out two at Chicago on Saturday for his 27th save. Three sc- straight scoreless appearances. Seattle's Matt McGill, we talked about, went one-third of an inning, gave up two against Texas on Saturday for his second blown save. So there's all that. And Rysele Iglesias had an interesting day. He uh, gave up two at Seattle on Saturday for his fifth blown save. So I guess it's over the weekend. Has allowed six earned runs in his last five appearances entering Sunday. Had allowed one earned run in 11 appearances before his stretch. And then he went and got a save on Sunday. So he got the save for Rice Ale Iglesias. Do you have anything else, bullpen notes? Any speculation on the bullpen for this coming week?
0: So it's looking more like Matt McGill isn't good. <laughs> which we had evidence of that before, but you know, at least he had a good K rate and seemed to have a tight hold on the job. Like any science Austin-
2: though, you got confirmation. We had evidence, we were looking for confirmation received.
0: Yes. Austin Adams has a ridiculous strikeout like, like, rate, like 15 per nine, and over a reasonable sample of innings, uh, I think about 30. He just got activated from the I.O., 24 and a third innings. He has 15.9 Ks per nine. Just got activated from the I.O. with the expanding of the rosters, has already pitched in a game. Uh, if you're speculating on saves... He would probably be my first choice among those who don't already have a claim to a closer role somewhere. And those will be your saves. That Actually, your he bullpen. pitched an inning again today. So he's pitched two innings.
2: Okay. Oh from... no, no, just one.
0: I'm sorry. Just one. Just today.
2: From Scott White's mouth to your fingertips with the click in the ad. There you go. It's a beautiful thing. That is what we have for you guys. I hope you guys, I wish you guys all the best luck. This is a big playoff run. Lots of moves. I know you guys are going to be dialed in. You can follow us on Twitter at is it the Welsh and at CBS Scott White for any info you're looking for. We will be back with you again on wednesday on the wednesday episode it'll be scott and myself and we will be helping you guys make all the right moves to win some championships so until then have a good one scott white chris Welsh. we're out of here